0: Ray Path Podcast with your host, Tony B. A podcast dedicated to the geeks, the freaks, the loners, and the left-behinders. Join me while we dive deep into all of your favorite fandoms. Together, we will explore the lessons and discover inspiration within the vast world between the light and the dark. Discover yourself. Discover your Gray Path. Welcome to the Gray Path podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tony B., so today we're gonna to start uh the 10 part series that I have been uh advertising was upcoming. And we're gonna talk uh within the next 10 weeks, we're gonna talk about a lot of famous fictional characters and we're gonna look at the opposing side of them. So we're gonna take these bastions of honor and justice, and we're gonna look at their dark side, and then we're gonna take these, you know, villains, everything, you know, these terrible humans or otherwise. We're gonna look at these terrible figures, and we're going to Analyze what maybe people have gone wrong about them. Maybe they're not these terrible, evil things. And the, and the entire point of this series is I really want to show people that it's very easy to get stuck viewing things one particular way, which in a lot of ways leads to being blind to other realities of the situation. So if anything, think of the next 10 weeks as an exercise in looking at things from different directions. So today, our official starting episode, we are going to talk about uh, a character that has always been associated with uh, honor and justice and good. And that, of course, is Steve Rogers, better known as Captain America. And we're going to focus today um, specifically on the MCU version, so the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of Steve Rogers. There's, of course, you know, just a plethora of information in the comics world. I'm not going to dip into that because I'm not. that's not really my area of expertise, and I haven't done a whole ton of research into the comics side. One of these days, I have a friend of mine who's very, very into comics, and uh, I'll be bringing him on the show, and we'll be able to dive deep into comic aspects of a lot of these characters. But for today's episode, we're going to focus on the MCU version of Steve Rogers, again, better known as Captain America, played by Chris Evans. Everybody who has watched the movies, if you're not watched the movies, I'm not going to recap the entire, you know, all the way up until Cap leaves the MCU. I'm not going to recoup all that, but watch them. If you haven't watched them, you really should. They are fantastic cinema as far as you know they're very enjoyable they have a lot of action and good special effects and stuff but there is some strong meaning in a lot of the movies maybe not over it in your face but you can extrapolate a lot of lessons from them i've done plenty of prior episodes on characters in the mcu so again i'm going to move forward from here under the assumption that my listeners have a, a you know a walking knowledge of the mcu version of captain america so throughout the, you know, these, I think it was what phases one and two or may have been phases one, two, and three, but throughout the MCU leading all the way up to Avengers Endgame, Captain America has been the moral compass of the Avengers. He gets introduced in the first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger, which goes over his past in World War II, you know, when he went into the ice and coming out of the ice. But one of the, one of the reoccurring themes is Cap's connection with bucky barnes also known as the winter soldier in that first movie you see bucky and cap before Cap gets his powers, and it kind of shows that they've always had this bond. In later Captain America movies, you know, we find out Bucky is alive; he's the Winter Soldier, and the world, you know, doesn't look kindly on Bucky Barnes. But Steve's always there by his side. Um, in fact, in the third Captain America movie, Captain America: Civil War, he goes to war with actual nations in order to protect Bucky because everybody's got an issue with him, and Cap understands. That Bucky is not responsible for the things that people are accusing him of, and even things that his physical body did. Now, that's all discussed in a prior episode where we focus specifically on Bucky Barnes. So I'm not going to go into all that. If you want to hear a lot of the details and my thoughts on that, go back a couple of episodes and enjoy. So it sets it up all the way up to, or all the way up and then through Captain America Civil War. You see, Cap is willing to go to battle to be on Bucky's side. He doesn't want to abandon him. He understands what happened to him. He understands how the world views Bucky. And in a way, Bucky is really the only peer that Cap has. No one else, you know, lived during the events of the 40s when he got his powers. Bucky did. No one understands Steve prior to the Super Soldier Serum. Bucky does. So in a lot of ways, Bucky is Cap's soulmate. I mean, obviously they don't make it a love angle, but if you look at it, it's like the ultimate bromance. Um he really cares about Bucky and he really, I mean, he goes to war literally, he breaks laws to protect Bucky. That's important to note because it brings us into what I want to talk about today, which is there is a selfish hypocrisy to Captain America. You know, we we constantly think of him as this ultimate good guy. But is he? I mean, let's take a closer look at some of the stuff he does specifically at the end of Avengers Endgame. for anyone who's not familiar, you know, spoiler alert, they do manage to undo Thanos' snap. So Hulk... Dons a modified version of an infinity gauntlet and he snaps everyone back into existence. One of those people he snaps back into existence is Bucky Barnes. So, big battle happens with Thanos. Fucking amazing battle. If you haven't watched the movie, watch it specifically for that battle. It's amazing. They did a fantastic job with it. But at the end of it, Tony Stark sacrifices himself to snap Thanos and his armies out of existence. Well, then they're left with the point of what do we do? We have all these. You know we have all these infinity stones. We're causing all these problems. So Cap volunteers to go back in time and return all of the stones to the moments on which they were stolen. Basically, I guess the the logic, if you want to call it that, is to undo all of the shit that they did to the timeline in an end game. And then he was re- to return right back. So they're sitting at a park. And they fire everything up and he goes back in time and then they're waiting for him to come back and they're checking all their equipment and they don't understand what will happen. He's not back. Well, then they look a little bit off into the distance and they see an old man sitting on a bench. So it's Falcon and uh, Bucky walk up and they realize that it is Steve. And he goes to explain that he decided to stay in the past and have a family with Peggy Carter, who was from the first movie, and not to return, to have the life he wanted. Now, it's supposed to be meant to be this, ah, Cap got his his life after all moment, and his parting of the MCU, like his exit from the MCU. But let's stop for a second, and let's really think about what he just did. So, we're to believe that Cap went all the way back in time to Return the Stones. Now, in order to make that work, because they jumped around a bunch of different places, in order to return the stuff where they needed to go there's there's a lot to unpack there first of all that means he had to have made multiple jumps he had to have because some of those stones had to be returned to places that were otherworldly which also begs the question and i'm not entirely certain how he did it like he he would have had to have gone back and returned the soul stone to where the red skull was which would have been an interesting encounter he would have had to have gone back to the collector and returned what was it i believe it was uh, it was the ether which i can't remember which stone that was but he would have had to have gone back and returned that stone but let's just say he managed to do all that and then he goes all the way back to the 1940s and returned the gems to where they needed to be so then he decides he's going to live his life well here's where we run into some problems and here's where this hypocrisy comes into place first of all if, if Cap is going back and he's living his life with Peggy, the first thing that comes to mind is Peggy had a family. Peggy had kids. Peggy had a husband. So where does Cap fit into this? Because the reality is Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter They didn't know each other very well. Yeah, they worked together because she was part of the original founding of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you see in the first Captain America movie, you know, they're there together. And, you know, Cap's going around doing his propaganda. Then he's doing his missions with the the Howling Commandos. But he and Peggy don't really have a whole lot of time together. They don't really, you know, share a lot of screen time together. They don't really spend a lot of time together. But he is to believe that she is his soulmate. I mean, they share one kiss. One kiss. But he decides to stay in the past for this woman that he's kissed once. So, of course, I'm I'm left to wonder, what about the family Peggy had? I mean, when we see Steve meet up with Peggy, once Steve gets out of the ice, we see she's on her deathbed, she's dying and stuff, and she's lived a full life and she loves the life she lived. Well, if Steve stayed back with her, then he robbed her of that. That is not good. That is not noble. What about everyone who was born from that union of Peggy and her husband. That's concerning. That is some serious concerning shit. So that was my first question. If he stayed back in time, what happened to Peggy and her husband? Now let's talk about the the big elephant in the room, Bucky Barnes. If Steve went back in time and stayed there, that means Steve would possess all the knowledge that he possessed when he went back in time. So he is aware of the Kennedy assassination. He is aware of the dropping of the atomic bombs. He is aware of all the stuff that's actually happened in our real world that also happened in the MCU, but he's also aware that Bucky is alive and he is aware of what Hydra is doing to him. And he also knows that Hydra has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, Peggy ran S.H.I.E.L.D. Peggy's supposed to be like the greatest spy that ever lived, yet we're somehow led to believe that she doesn't know that Bucky's alive. Okay, let's say she doesn't know. Steve knows. Steve not only knows that he's alive, Steve knows that Hydra has him, and Steve knows that Hydra has infiltrated his shield. So this bastion, this, this avatar of justice and peace in the American way, literally lets his best friend, the person he went to war with nations over, suffer so he can hang out with a woman that he stole from a family he knew she was to have. So that's some, that's some serious shit there. I mean, he knows what Bucky's going through. And let's just say, okay, so let's let's go and say that the argument is he didn't want to do it because he would have disrupted the timeline. But they've already disrupted the timeline. And if you've watched the the Loki show, they really kind of get into the Time Authority, the TVA, and you find out that they're all about pruning the timeline. So they they should have come in and and pruned Captain America like that, but they didn't. And again, so let's say Cap doesn't want to break the rules. He doesn't want to mess with the time. But we know that Cap will break the rules when it comes to alleviating suffering. And we know he'll break the rules when it comes to Bucky. Because what does he do when the whole world is looking for Bucky and they want to shoot him dead on sight because of the bombing at the UN building? This is what takes place in Captain America Civil War. He goes out of his way to protect Bucky. Bucky he he I mean he fights Tony Stark his teammate his conflicted friend co-parent of the Avengers if you will, of the Avengers if you will he goes to war with Tony to 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 protect Bucky even knowing Bucky killed Tony's parents he doesn't you know Steve doesn't blame Bucky for this because he was mind controlled at the time but he still goes to war with another person he respects and cares about in order to protect him so clearly Steve is willing to break laws. He's willing to break rules when it comes to protecting his romance partner, Bucky. Yet he just leaves Bucky to suffer. Uh, I mean, one of the things you don't think about, and I mean, the shows, the MCU as, as a whole, it shows a lot of what's going on with Bucky. A lot of the, the PTSD, a lot of the mental traumas that he experiences. They spend a lot of time focusing on that. What they don't really spend much time on is the mental toll that Steve Rogers has to be going on. The only time they really kind of even, I won't even say scratch the surface, even kind of look in the general direction of it is at the beginning of the first Avengers movie. Steve is sitting there working out and that's where those scene where you see him keeps, he keeps punching through punching bags. And he's in there beating the shit out of him. And he's kind of talking about how he he's a man out of time. He's a man displaced from time. He doesn't understand where he belongs. So just as we know that Bucky has some serious mental issues from the constant thawing and the jumps through time that he did just being frozen and then, and then mind controlled, it is entirely safe to un- to assume that Steve is suffering from similar mental issues. So we know, and the reason I bring that up is, we know that, that Steve is willing to break all the rules when it comes to helping Bucky, but we're also meant to believe that Steve abandons Bucky to his fate, mind you, to all of the traumas that he's going to experience, to all of that, so that he can be with Peggy Carter, who he doesn't even really know. Like, he sees her for a little bit in the beginning, and then he sacrifices himself and goes into the ice. And then he sees her at the end when she's an old lady. The person that he talked to in the hospital when he comes out of the eyes is basically a completely different person. I mean, think about yourself. I don't know how old you, the listener, are, but just go back 10 years. Okay. So for me, that'd be 26. Hell, even the person I was at 26 years of age is very different than the person I am at 36 years of age. And we're not talking 10 years. We're talking like 60, 70 years went by. That's a huge. I mean, the person he's talking to is not going to be the same person. So to me, it's, it's, it's pure selfishness and pure hypocrisy to the ideals that he claims to stand for. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense for him to allow Hydra to infest shield for him to allow all the bad shit that happened, happened. I mean, he could have stepped in and stopped the battle of New York quickly. He could have stepped in and stopped Sokovia from being destroyed. There's all kinds of things. And yes, maybe it would have changed the timeline, but is that necessarily a bad thing? Is changing a horrible event, a terrible thing? It just seems to me that Cap really just decided to just ignore the world so that he could be with Peggy. And that does not fit this ideal of Captain America as this perfect good guy. I mean, okay, so let's let's think even outside of the time travel situation of all the things he didn't do when he went back. Let's think about all the stuff that he sacrificed when he left. What, what took place at the end, by the end of Endgame? Where was the state? Well, we know that Tony Stark is dead. Basically, the co-parent, co-leader of the Avengers is dead. And that's a big loss to the world. Tony Stark is dead. Vision, so Wanda's back. She got snapped back into existence, but Vision is still very dead. No, granted, granted for Cap Vision had died like five years earlier and he had already mourned Vision for Wanda Vision died like two hours ago because she gets snapped back at the exact moment she was snapped out. Well, she gets snapped out of existence right after Thanos rips the gem out of Vision's head and then she goes into the battle, uh, you know, the final battle with Thanos so Vision's death is incredibly fresh. Like it basically just happened to Wanda. Wanda is like a daughter to Captain America, to Steve. He basically is a dad to her. You know, when they finally take her in after the events of Sokovia, um, after the events of all of that, he takes her in and he's basically like a mentor to her. And, you know, even when everybody else kind of, you know, treats her with kid gloves, Cap kind of respects her and... In, in, kind of mentors her and protects her you know he let her and vision go off on their own whenever they kind of splintered after the events of civil war he cares about wanda but he abandons her you know he go he jumps into the time machine and doesn't come back so he basically just abandons her right after she comes you know right when she probably needs him more than anything because she just lost vision who was the person she loved and of course we know what happens in wanda vision which is the 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 fallout of wanda coming back and vision being dead you know, it's entirely possible that Cap sticking around or at least just coming back. Cause the whole point of the mission was when he stepped into the time, you know, time dilator or whatever you want to call it, and he went back, he should have come right back. So it basically would have been as if he never left. He probably could have helped counsel Wanda through her grief and prevented WandaVision from ever occurring. So I mean, there's that. There's, you know, it, it, let's think about what he does to Bucky. He straight up pieces out on Bucky. I mean, we see in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a lot of Bucky beating the shit out of himself trying to find out why Cap abandoned him, why Cap didn't feel that he was the the best person to be the next Captain America. He basically, not even basically, he literally abandons Bucky. And now there is a Steve Rogers size hole in everyone's life and he just pieces out. And, you know, one could make an argument, well, Cap's done so much for everybody, he needs to do something for himself. And that's a legitimate argument. That is a legitimate argument. I will say, though, it becomes a difficult argument to stand behind, though, when you realize that Cap's always the one talking about doing the hard thing and making the sacrifice. He is a bastion of goodness. He is an icon. I mean, again, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, talk about this whenever they try to make a new Captain America, because they realize he is a symbol. He stands for something. Unfortunately, you can't go around. And this is why I call him a hypocrite. You can't go around and talk about how, you know, sacrifices need to be made and you have to make the hard choices and do the rough things. And you can't go about and talk about all that shit and then abandon everybody who needs you just because you want to hook up with a married woman, because that's essentially what he did. It blows my mind. And I and I I do truly feel that if you sit there and you look at it, it comes really hard to call Cap this great hero when you realize the chaos he leaves in his wake over one monumentally selfish choice. And it's a selfish choice, like I said, if we go back and everything we just talked about, it's a selfish choice on so many, so many ends. Because not only did he abandon the people in the present time, but then when he went into the past, he never did anything to help the people who were suffering then. That's that's what I have to say on the matter. It to me, I feel like Cap is at least the MCU Captain America. I feel that he is not he's not this good person that they like to say he is. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I love the gray, I love looking at the varied layers of people. So that's that's my episode. I know this wasn't super long but powerful. I mean, it talks about a lot of stuff with Captain America that people don't really think about, and I think that is important. Um, I do want to give a big shout-out to my friend Amber, who is the muse for not only this episode, but also for the episode on Bucky Barnes. Uh, She was actually the person um, who gave me the inspiration for all of this. Uh, She helped me out considerably. I appreciate that, and thank you very much. Sure, I will probably get a lot more ideas. She's got a very interesting mind. When it comes to that kind of stuff so big thank you big shout out to that i appreciate all of that as far as what is up next so next week uh, we release uh, part two of our 10 part series we are going to talk about the noble protector Sheev palpatine so i'm going to dig into the rarely if ever talked about goodness of emperor palpatine from the star wars universe that's going to be a fun one that's one of the fandoms i really enjoy so i plan on digging into that pretty deeply Uh, so i hope everyone is enjoying this you know if you haven't had a chance please jump over to the facebook give it a like and a follow you know again if you have a chance jump over to the youtube page give it a subscribe i appreciate it the saber school videos are on a bit of a hiatus just because as a group we're kind of enjoying the holidays Uh, but we do plan on making some new content uh, coming up here in the next few months as far as upcoming episodes outside of the 10-part series, I've got all kinds of stuff kicking around. I may bring some guests on for some of the episodes in this series, just because I feel like they may have a perspective and some things to talk about that could be interesting for the listeners. Beyond that, if you you uh, you know if you want, go ahead, leave a comment on the page, send me a message. Let's get some conversations going. What do you think about this episode? Um, feel free to comment when I uh, make this posted on facebook feel free to send a comment do you agree with my analysis of captain america being a selfish hypocrite or do you disagree i'd love to get some feedback so as always i'm your host tony b and you all be safe out there thank you all for listening today don't forget to follow me on social media at the gray path on facebook instagram and youtube if you enjoyed this episode please don't forget to leave a five-star review on itunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts it helps other people find the show. As always, I'm your host, Tony B., and you be safe out there.